Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And today we'll be talking about one of the most impressive games from 1990 called Rise of the Dragon. This Woo! is kind of an interesting game in so far as it's from 1990 and it has surprisingly amazing graphics for the time. And mm. beyond that, there's not a huge amount of ink written or dedicated to this game. From what little I've researched, this is a game made by Dynamics, who was acquired by Sierra. They did like flight simulators and action style games, and this was their first adventure game. Hmm. That was about the most research that I could pull out of this. No developer talking about it, no postmortems, no look backs at it, or anything like that. Yeah, the only other thing was that in 1993, they ported it Sega CD. Sega CD! Oh, tra- yeah, in 1993, <laughs> they ported it to Sega CD, and that was the only other thing I could find about yeah. it. Yeah, that, well, that, that's I... relevant for voice act. Yes, it is, because the <laughs> DOS version does not have voice acting. Oh, it does. Just the intro scene. Of, yeah. Hey, but... baby, you gonna give me a good time? She's talking ah! to a patch. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, the voice acting for DOS is hilariously bad. I, I recommend and watching it. It's only the intro. Like, like 10 seconds. Like, not 10 seconds. It's longer than that. It's like half a minute. It's not very long. Yeah. But the Sega CD version is completely voice acted, and it's amazing. Yeah, they. you can tell they put a lot of effort into the voice acting for it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the colors kind of went wrong in it, but it's still workable. Eh. Yeah, Just it's not, not as too good as the DOS. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, what what's this what's this game about, Devin? Okay. Well, hold on to your usual, butts. We got the long story. <laughs> yeah, hold on to your butts. It's <laughs> it's involved. Also, per the usual, there are going to be spoilers. I am going to go through the entire synopsis of the game. So I recommend you go play it or go watch a let's play if you can't play it. Go do something else and then come back. We will still be here. But if you don't want spoilers, don't listen past this point because there will be spoilers. So you've been warned. We should probably well, and, kind and, of and describe can... what the game is. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should probably do that. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, Rise of the Dragon is a point-and-click adventure game slash action game because there are technically three action scenes in it based in a cyberpunk world where you're a washed-up cop Come detective dating somebody in the courthouse or the records office records office at the courthouse yeah. or mayor's office they kind of just call it the government building i don't know yeah, i'm struggling with building. that <laughs> but um, yeah yeah and apparently there's a drug on the streets that uh you need to get to the bottom of because the mayor's daughter has fallen victim to it you know it it kills people in very horrible ways yeah it's a very 80s don't do drugs in case plot <laughs> <laughs> that, that. with some with some like you know around the corner you know chinese mythology not really mythology but like fake chinese mythology <laughs> yeah think of uh like, chinese racism mythology one of those yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the stereotypes are real yeah, it's like the uh, Siamese cats in uh, Lady and the Tramp yeah. had a baby with three ninjas that 
like super nineties film, and then a little bit of Schwarzenegger. So ninjas are Japanese and not Chinese. Oh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's the accuracy of Chinese. I, I was I gonna say. You... I feel like I feel like that just exaggerates this point. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It, it. Yes. Which is why I pointed uh, those... it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're now, what's the difference, eh? Yeah, it's bad and funny and at the same time. It feels like you're playing an 80s action film. It's great for yeah. that reason alone. Um, yeah. And if that sounds interesting to you and you haven't played it or spoiled it for yourself yet, absolutely go play it. I know it's on GOG, but there's a... F- I think the Wayback Machine on uh, Internet Ar- Archive also has it online. So there's there's ways to get a hold of this without spending much money or any money on that. So mm-hmm. give it a try and come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, yes. go play it, and we're gonna we'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll, just, we'll, we'll wait here. right here. Yeah, just we'll, we'll be just, here. Just hit the How pause long is this button. game, guys? Oh god. Oh, it's like an hour and a half if you know what you're doing. Two hours if you don't. <laughs> okay, so so for anyone who has already played the game, just go ahead and skip forward in the podcast about an hour and a half. We're just gonna sit in silence <laughs> and we're gonna wait. <laughs> I am for all not the people doing that. Played. I am not doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, wait, can, can hit you... the pause button. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard of that. I, I didn't know what a pause button was. I'm sorry. Uh, it's right next My to the rewind button. <laughs> on your VCR. Oh, yeah, you got to do that before you return DVDs and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the logic there checks out. Um, okay, now that we've kind of described it, given the disclaimer, let's go into the story now. <laughs> All right, here there be spoilers. So, Rise of the Dragon, the year is 2053, the city, Los Angeles. A woman meets a drug dealer, buys her fix, then slips down an alley. She applies the patch, the patch to her neck, expecting a nice trip, but something's wrong. She starts to bleed. She screams. When bystanders hurry to see what's wrong, they find the woman dead and horribly disfigured. You play the game as William Blade Hunter, a private detective, an ex-cop, who has woken up to his cluttered apartment and a message from L.A.'s mayor. The mayor's daughter, Chandra, died horribly and brutally the night before, and he demands Blade take up the case. He gives him a lead to one of Chandra's friends, called The Jake, known to hang out at the Pleasure Dome in the south of the city. Pleasure Dome! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pleasure (laughs) Dome, take me home! Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So far, this plot describes about 1580s movies. Yeah. So I'm, I'm oh, scared. yeah, it gets better. Hold it on to your better. butts, because it gets a lot more fa- formulaic. Oh, yeah, just just keep, like, a tally of all the 80s plots that... Oh, it's good. So, uh, but yeah. But Blade has other, more personal problems. Last night, he stood up his girlfriend, missing their date, and she is pissed. In fact, Karen Summers has left him an angry message, too, accusing him of spending time at the Pleasure Dome instead of with her, and threatens to flush the keys he left at her place. Yeah. Flush? Flush. Like with a toilet? Flush. Yeah. Like, flush Who them down the does toilet. that? Doesn't she know there's a water crisis on? No, I know. it's like, in-world, there's a water crisis, like, too. She doesn't understand plumbing in the city, either, because it yeah. looks real bad. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, to be fair, Blade's apartment is, like, in a half-built building, and like if he takes true. a long turn, he just walks into the abyss. So, yep. yeah, I, I feel like I feel like we're glossing over something that we we really should address. The dude's uh-huh. name is Blade. 
Yeah. His nickname is Blade. Yeah. Oh wow! Did he give himself that nickname? No, his uh, mullet did. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I told you it was eighties as fuck. <laughs> Remember that his name is Blade. This is important later. So. Oh. Uh huh. For various definitions of important, I would say. Uh well, no, it's important to the plot. Don't lie. <laughs> I didn't even notice the first two playthroughs, so yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So. Are, you're, you're. I'm really in for a treat on this, aren't I? I oh, just, yes, you are. I, yeah. no, don't worry. I got three pages left of story. <laughs> I just keep thinking to myself, like, if I was writing a story in third grade, I would choose a name like Blade. I'd be like, I oh, know, yeah. of course, right? because so edgy been, and like, cool. Watching all those Schwarzenegger yeah, this is like, films. Eighth grade Devin playing like Vampire the Masquerade. It's like, yeah, this is my character. Her name's Blade. She's like super edgy. Yeah. She's like, she's, she's like really dark. Really Don't good. ask her about her past. She's yeah. like really good with a sword and guns. And and she has black hair. And, and, and she, she was a former cop. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. Just remember, the, the the developers made flight simulators before this. Yes. Before so, this. Yeah. So we're talking, like, A, super geeky. Because I can't imagine anyone making flight simulators that wasn't just hardcore nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably incredibly socially awkward with all the things that come with that. So, yeah, oh, they may not it. understand it. Oh, God. Blaze. Way less cool than they think it is. <laughs> oh God, yes, yeah. The the awkwardness, yeah, it comes out in the humor, which this game has a surprising amount of. Um, I mean, is it good though? Uh, yeah, the humor. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, when we talk about the old dude, uh, I'll, don't, I'll, spoil I'll go on that. don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. We need spoiling to... the spoiler section. Stop spoiling the spoilers. <laughs> Let me read the story. Fine, <laughs> I guess I will. Sorry, Devin, I didn't mean to like totally sidetrack us. Let's get back no, on that's track. Okay. <laughs> I just couldn't get over that. No, well, you just keep your tally because it gets more eighties. Awesome. Oh man, now I want to actually yeah. keep a tally. Hang on. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. You, you, you need okay, to put good. at least three for his mullet. Because damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with mullets, really. I mean, I, I had a mullet when I was, you know, when it was 1990, so... Yeah, well, you I can't know. say shit. It looks dated nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, like... Really? Mullets look dated? I don't know what you're talking about. He, he says the guy with 70s sideburns. I was gonna say, with your mutton chops over there. I am bringing it back, okay? This you this are. is a, an intentional I, stylistic choice. I fully approve. Uh, let, let those chops die, man. Let those chops die. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. On the way to City Hall, where Karen works, Blade picks up a dozen really expensive roses and is accosted by a drunk man on the side of the road. The man yells to him about the rise of Bahumat and how everyone is doomed. Doomed! Doomed! <laughs> he does say it in all caps. He does say it in all caps. Uh, the man also asks if Blade is the one in the prophecy, the hero who will defeat the evil Bahumat and save the universe, though he is chopped into a thousand tiny pieces in the process. So what's your tally, Tom? Because I'm at like um, a dozen. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've added, okay, I've, I'm being very generous, but immediately the, 
The Chosen One, check. The Bahamut, <laughs> check. Uh, <laughs> the drunk guy on the side of the street, check. Check. You, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna let that one go, but no, no, but you, you gotta check. Yeah, it does, it deserves a check. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm going for like the super, like, like, ugh, cringe moments, and and I, I'm like, there's a, that could be done well, but I'm sure it wasn't. So no, I'm gonna it, give it to him. Okay, <laughs> so it's all tongue in cheek. Like, if you watch it or if you play it like you watch uh, '80s Schwarzenegger film you are in yeah. the right mental state to play this game. Because if you take it too seriously, you're going to be like, oh man, this game has problems. And it does. But if you go in like, oh, this is an 80s action film, oh boy, you are in for an 80s action treat. Yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to let that go. It is definitely <laughs> that. It is a fun 80s action kind of, yeah, I I agree. It's it's fun. It's fun. So we're on that uh, drunk. <laughs> Yeah, so... Also, that is not how drunk people talk. That would be strong drugs, not not alcohol. <laughs> no, he's living well, in I a mean, whiskey he's, bottle. He's so. holding a bottle, and he looks like, you know... It's, <laughs> looks yeah. like alcohol took, like, half of his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got you. Anyway... Hiding out in a warehouse is a mysterious Asian man named oh, Chang Li, who oh god, check <laughs> right, check <laughs> who somehow knows Blade's name, the manner of Chandra's death, oh, and the fact that Blade is to investigate the crime. He bids Blade be careful, as those who mean him ill know about this too, because he is Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> you are the chosen one. Oh, oh God! <laughs> you, you you want to talk about that, Devin? <laughs> oh man! So I'm gonna guess that I got that really close. Oh, because... yeah. He says you're the chosen one, and in the dialogue tree, you have what? We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Oh, but you just said you talked to the dude in the closet. Or in the alleyway closet. <laughs> he talks thing. that comes up when he talks about like the whole like thingamajigger. Like, okay, the whole, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll put a pin in that. But I'm coming back. I'm to pretty that. sure it comes up. Let me let me let me scroll ahead here, like pages. <laughs> Guys, we need to make a rule yes, that we only review bad games. Comes back with the paper. <laughs> if we so, only talk about bad games, then we're going to be stuck in the '80s. Forever. Yeah, it'll be a bad time. I know, but these are always so much more fun. No, this okay. This isn't a bad game. I never said that. This oh well, but it's bad. You, you know what I'm saying? Like it's definitely. I don't need to play this game to know that it's bad. Okay, so it doesn't have a good story, but it does have right. You're forcing my hand here, but it has good <laughs> artwork and it has right. some of the best joke writing that we've played so far. Which is kind of saying something. No, that's that's genuinely awesome. The writing bad. itself no, is yeah. pretty good. Like it, it's pretty good writing on the whole. Like even if like you know, there's a lot of tropes and dated stuff. Like the writing is not that bad. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying that it's bad. Yeah, it's like enjoyably bad. It's like yeah. 80s right. movie bad. Like, right, which you know, can be good, it. but it's still bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some parts that definitely didn't age well, and we'll get to that. 
Okay. We've already covered a few of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's more. There's more. (laughs) There's more. So, at City Hall, Blade presents Karen with the roses and an apology. She is appeased and returns his keys to him, and they set up a date to make up for the one he didn't show up for. Keys in hand, Blade returns to his apartment to get some effects out of a locked cabinet, including a very rare black market chocolate bar, which makes for a great bribe at the Pleasure Dome, where one has to keep the bouncers in a good mood if you want your gun back when you leave. So some a black the, market chocolate bar. So some of the backstory on this, because they do actually explain <laughs> it. You examine the bar and it's like, oh, this is black market chocolate due to yep. sugar being like outlawed or like something rare. like that. It's rare. Okay, so this yeah, is kind of like dystopian it. a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's very okay. dystopian. Yeah. Okay. But they don't address any. I guess that dystopian. deserves a check too, because dystopian in the eighties. Yeah. It's yeah. It's Absolutely. 80s dystopian. It's just there, but nobody really acknowledges it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah, so definitely a check on the 80s as fuck. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like the only kind of story that existed in the 90s and, or eight, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. 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 Blade heads to the Pleasure Dome, a bar, cum strip club, cum casino, the quintessential den of iniquity. Checks his gun at the door, along with the chocolate bar offering, then begins his search for the dead girl's friend, the Jake. The sneering bartender points him in the direction of a man in a green coat. When Blade indicates a friend of the Jake is in trouble, dead even, the man demands proof. Blade shows him a picture the mayor sent of Chandra's mutilated corpse, and the man agrees to talk. Or you just left that picture on your printer at home and you had to run back and get it. <laughs> you had to run back and get it. Yep. Not that you know, <laughs> I did that my first playthrough or anything. <laughs> anyway, continue on. <laughs> the man in the green coat is the Jake, and he is extremely upset about Chandra. He wants to know what happened to her, what did this horrible thing to her. But he knows more than he says. After some prodding, the Jake reveals that Chandra was hanging around with a drug dealer named Chen Lu. Armed oh, with a name and address. <laughs> Armed with name and address. Blade picks his gun up at the door and makes his way to Chen Lu's apartment. When he arrives at the complex, a man with an eye patch is heading down the hall. The man's shoulder checks him, and Blade calls him out, telling him he should watch where he's going in this neighborhood. The man gives yeah. a sneering apology, saying he's heard there are dangerous criminals around before, before heading down the elevator. Wink, wink. God, this dude, it looks criminal as fuck. He has oh, a yeah, distinctive eye patch. Shady at all. He's got the Dolph Lundgren long hair, I'ma whoop your ass <laughs> up face. Despite looking vaguely Chinese. So what you're yeah. saying is, check. Yeah. Check. Check yep. and check. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Blade the- goes into Chen Lu's apartment and finds a man screaming in pain, writhing on the floor. The man is bound and covered in white pharmaceutical patches. As Blade watches, the man's flesh melts off his bones, rather like the Nazis in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or you just go directly to his uh, TV and start playing with it, ignoring the cor- the guy writhing in the floor. <laughs> you would. <laughs> he totally did. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's dying. Okay, I'm gonna go check his stuff. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. There's a message on Chen's vid phone machine from a Dang Huang. An ominous, a very ominous and threatening man appears on the screen. Telling Chen he's sending a representative to discuss things because Chen has killed a powerful man's daughter and in so doing has exposed their operation. 
Blade takes Chen's ID and investigates the apartment. Meanwhile, Check. a call, legal entry, at Chen's apartment goes out to the police. Blade finds some odds and ends around the, apart the apartment, including a chocolate bar, a document, some drug patches. He makes a quick exit before the cops arrive. Then he heads over to Karen's because they have a date after all, damn it. Yeah. Check. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile. Oh yeah, that shows up all the time. Like, oh yeah, this is it, game is it like how they transition. To... No, no, it's, it's well. What it is is the game is in Blade's POV, right? Like you're playing as Blade, first person. Uh, but okay. when the narrative requires the player to know outside information, it will do a meanwhile on the screen and then cut to another scene somewhere else. <laughs> so I've indicated this with a meanwhile in my story synopsis. <laughs> And if you, perfect. Don't, yeah. if you don't read it as a meanwhile, you are totally missing out on the 80s cheese that is this game. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> meanwhile, there's a problem at the pharmaceutical factory. They're a week behind schedule. A worker tells a Mr. Kwong that they won't be able to make the deadline, which Mr. Kwong says is unacceptable. Either they'll be on time or they'll face the wrath of Bahumut. Yeah. Cut back oh, to blood. Check, check. Anyway. And the, and oh, get ready check. with the checks. There are more checks coming in this paragraph right here. Check, check, I've check. I've got a lot. <laughs> There's more. Blade, Blade and Karen, meanwhile, have a lovely date. A fancy date, even. And all seems right with the world. Except for the investigation, of course. The document that Blade picked up in Chen at Chen's apartment is written in Chinese. And, of course, he can't read it. He brings it to the old man hiding out in the warehouse near City Hall. The old man greets Blade with some astrology and then says Blade is the chosen one, the only person who can challenge Bahumat, the evil one. Okay, he okay, tells so Blade, this is, okay, we is this a separate this. person that's doing Okay, that? I am not done! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just wanted to, yeah, is this two people now that have told him that? Is that or is this the same person? The, the bum people. on the side of the road asked him about it, and then now the old man, Chang Li, has told him about this as well. Let me finish oh, wow. this part before we talk about it. Okay, okay. fine. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I just, I really need to talk about it, damn it. <laughs> because I say all of the things, so I want to get all of the things in this scene out so that we could talk about it. Fine. <laughs> Instead of stealing my thunder, man. Like, I put, a, I put hours into this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, the only person who could challenge Bahamut the evil one. Okay. He tells Blade that all kinds of divination, even fortune cookies, have been telling of the coming battle what? between the Chosen One and Bahuma. What? And did, he's pretty sure that it? Chosen One is Blade because the bad guys have already killed all the other likely candidates. <laughs> the old man reads the note from Chen's apartment, which seems to indicate a date, time, and place for the rise of Bahumat. Bahumat was an ancient Chinese warlord sorcerer who lived around 3000 BC and was generally a really evil dude. He turned himself into a dragon and, with the help of his followers, destroyed towns and killed and enslaved thousands of people. He was finally defeated by a wizard named Ginsu, or Knife. Yeah. Knife oh, was God. mortally wounded in battle, and as his dying act, he used all his power to banish Bahumat to the netherworld for 5,000 years. Unfortunately, there was a prophecy of Bahumat's return, that his power would become an addiction to the soul of mankind in the age of decay. Okay. And only one person would rise to defeat him, the Chosen One. Okay. The old man gives Blade some ancient talismans of protection and fortune, including a Tome of Ancient Wisdom, a Stone of Life, a Kevlar bulletproof vest made by DuPont, and a fortune <laughs> 
One of these things is not like the other. Okay, so (laughs) I got some thoughts on this. This is probably the most hilarious section in the game for me. Next to jumping. But when we get to the action scenes, I'll talk about that. You literally, you have the option of asking him, like, hey, why do you think I'm the chosen one? And he's just like, by process of elimination. (laughs) No, no. And you're like, killed what? everybody already, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay, whatever. And then when he's like giving you these gifts, he's like, this tome of knowledge, which on every fucking page says, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> yes, I looked at it and I was like, yep. this is a useless fucking book. And then the stone of life <laughs> is just a rock that he picked up, right? And then like he's like, and if all else fails, here's a bulletproof vest made by DuPont. <laughs> It's like what? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why do I need to know this? Yep, yep. and a fortune cookie. <laughs> and a fortune cookie. Okay, so, which so isn't even really Chinese. So what? That's, that's the part that I keep getting hung up on. Is you very casually were just like all things for prophecy, like fortune cookies, and I went, "Yes, wait a because, minute, that, because a it's mentioned specifically." It's mentioned specifically, all forms of divination, even fortune cookies, and I was like, what? (laughs) That's why it's here. Because it's it's like, it's funny. You're telling me that, like, fortune cookies (laughs) are, you know, like, like, you know, some people learn, like, tarot cards, and some people learn how to read poems, but, like, really, all you gotta do is just... Buy Crack a open a fortune some, cookie, some man. Chinese takeout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, because it's like fortune cookies aren't really even Chinese, and what? Right. And, like they're not even really divination. Like uh, how are they telling? I yeah. think we could just qualify. They are not divination. They are just some bored old lady that is like, what sounds really vague, but also wise. I'm gonna write that down and do that like a hundred more times, and then yeah. just. Print a shitload of them out and stick them in cookies. What do you think Cleo the Psychic is doing now? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, seriously. too funny. So, two of those items are actually useful, and I will leave it up to you guys to figure that out until later. Oh, yeah. You could just leave (laughs) two of them with him and just walk off. Mm, Which, once you know the game, you're just like, okay, I don't need these two items. You keep them. I just need the things that I need. Yeah. 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 So this is not a game where everything is important. No, you can grab a no. lot of stuff, but a oh, yeah. lot of it uh, will be red herring styles things. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, that is fun. Okay, now that I've uh, I've tried stealing your thunder three times on that. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I've said what I need to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will continue with the story. After that strange nonsense, Blade goes to see Karen. He has her run Chen Lu's ID through the database, discovering his known associates. A Mr. Johnny Kwong, for one, and someone known only as the Snake, who turns out to be the man with the eye patch. Blade also gives Karen the drug patch for the lab to analyze. Because, you know, the clerk will totally have access to the lab guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's another check. (laughs) Yep. Blade goes back to the Pleasure Dome to check with the Jake. The Jake has heard of Chen's death, and he hopes the guy suffered for what he did to Chandra. He tells Blade that Chen was working some drug angle for the Chinese Mafia out of the pharmaceutical warehouse near City Hall. Blade slips the Jake some chocolate and heads on his way after collecting his gun, of course. Holy crap, that was a section of the game that I never even experienced. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, really? Well, well, there you go. (laughs) 
and I've played this game like three times. <laughs> uh, I'm, oh, I'm a terrible dear. game well, player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is an adventure game. You can miss, but that's I feel the like I missed happens. like half this game. Even the guy dying on the floor, I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to go check his messages. This is a really cool TV. I like this TV. I wonder. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, there's a skeleton now. Cow. Oh, yeah. Look at, this, look at this great dragon statue dude has. Nice. Sweet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that, I, yeah, it was uh, TLDR. Dude dies. Didn't want to yep. watch him. <laughs> Didn't want to watch him die. It's okay. Uh, Blade heads over to Johnny Kwong's house and finds a fortress, complete with electric fences on all sides and armed guards patrolling the property. Blade heads down into the sewers, even after a former programmer living on the street warns him of rats the size of dogs down there. Was that a programmer? Because I thought he was just another hobo. Oh, I right-clicked and it said a former programmer. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Let's chalk that up <laughs> to another thing Chandler missed in this game. Damn. <laughs> Jesus, and Should you're the one that's like, list? we should play adventure games. Like, <laughs> 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 I, I just assumed that was like, let's try to be as completionist as possible, but... <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that, apparently. Ain't nobody got time for that, apparently. Oh, oh, oh dear. God. So, the vidphone control box is down in the sewer, not far from the ladder. Blade pops it open with a personal explosive and rewires the box so that he will receive Johnny Kwong's messages. Oh, yeah. He, he's got, like, four explosives. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, just, you know, just, in his pocket. It's just, fine. It's what you do. Yeah. L.A. America <laughs> post dystopia thing, I yep, guess. Exactly. Back at home, there's a message waiting. The message is for Johnny Kwong, sent from the same Deng Huang who had uh, called Chen Lu before his death. Mr. Huang has heard all about the delay at the warehouse factory and demands that Mr. Kwong deal with it personally. He will brook no delays. Blade goes to the warehouse factory and blows up the power generator panel, which starts a cascade failure that blows up the entire warehouse. I'm gonna blow the dome! <laughs> blade gets away but is spotted by some of the workers he gets back to his apartment to find another message from deng huang for johnny kwong news travels fast he knows the former police officer william hunter destroyed the downtown warehouse and accuses kwong's security measures as being inadequate he tells kwong to meet him at the manufacturing headquarters meanwhile meanwhile yeah. <laughs> arch villain holds command over an emergency meeting announcing that william hunter destroyed their warehouse and accuses johnny kwong of failure there is only one price to pay for failure and that is feeding the dragon huang murders kwong in front of all those gathered hoping it is sufficient motivation to keep them from making the same mistake nothing he like some quality fratricide yep <laughs> he then sends the snake out to get blade and destroy everything that he loves Check. And check. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Blade heads over to see Karen and collect the lab report. She gives him a tape which shows a mutagen virus ca uh, called MTZ attacking a red blood cell and transmuting the cell into a copy of the MTZ mutagen. Blade asks Karen to look up Deng Huang, but she finds some serious encryption and security on the file. She's able to get around it and finds that there's hardly any information there at all though the man's name appears in federal investigations of the Chinese mafia and a break-in at a Los Alamos genetic research facility. Because, of course, Los, Los Alamos, Alamos has a genetic re research facility. Of course. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
there you suggest anything else. Right? Yeah, I know, right? Tape in hand, Blade then goes to see the mayor, though it takes some doing to get in to see him. He calls the mayor secretary. on this whole... Oh, I know, right? Got some thoughts <laughs> he, on her, too. Bu- bureaucracy. <laughs> he calls <laughs> out the mayor on this whole situation, but the mayor doesn't seem willing to play ball. Blade indicates he has information that would cost the mayor the next election, and they have to renegotiate if he wants to hear it. The mayor threatens to throw Blade in jail, so Blade tells the mayor about Chandra hanging out with associates of the Chinese mafia, a drug dealer who gave her a bad dose. The dose was laced with the mutagen virus MTZ, which rearranged her DNA and murdered her. He also explains oh, how he chased he how he traced Chen Lu and found he'd been killed by the same substance. The mayor demands Blade find the person responsible and shut down the whole operation, which Blade refuses to do without some better incentive. The mayor offers him a free pass into the police armory to help him in his mission. Blade takes full advantage of that advantage of that pass. And that's another spot that the Chandler never saw because you know, <laughs> I, I just couldn't negotiate with the mayor to save my life. Apparently, <laughs> it's kind of a delicate process. Like, oh, it's good gracious, it is. Yeah. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, Karen is kidnapped. <laughs> dun dun dun. Dun check. <laughs> yeah. 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 Blade receives a message from Dang Huang. He tells Blade that he has taken Karen Summers and that Blade needs to butt out of the investigation. Continuing to pester Huang will only result in Blade hurting himself and those he cares for, namely Karen. There's also a message from the Jake, who's heard some dangerous people are looking for a P.I. who's been more nosy than is good for him. He asked Blade to meet him that night at the warehouse. Meanwhile! Meanwhile! Dang Huang! <laughs> yes. like broadcast. Money Python skit. I oh, know, absolutely. Right? There's a lot of meanwhiles coming up, so you're just gonna... <laughs> There's more? Hold on meanwhile, <laughs> Dang Huang makes a broadcast to the city of L.A., he introduces himself as Bahumat and declares he will soon control the city. He has only a couple of demands. First, that the mayor disband and dismiss the police and resign his office. Second, that $500 million in diamonds and platinum be delivered to him at a time, place, and in a manner of his choosing. If his demands aren't met, he will spread the MTZ virus through the city. Also, meanwhile, Huang orders some dispersal units to the reservoir. But lo! What else could go wrong? The snake arrives at the warehouse with the Jake under his power, a gun held to his head. To his head, Blade fights his way through the snake's men and defeats Snake himself. The Jake thanks him and tells him where the baddies are hiding Karen. He also gives him the snake's ID card. So I know we're just glossing over that section, but that is probably yes. one of the most hilarious action sequences with some of the wonkiest controls ever. Oh yeah, and we will talk about that after the story. I just wanted to point it out. That's an action scene yes. and we're going to be talking about it. It's an action scene and it's it's funny and yeah, we'll talk about it. Oh, after that, Blade heads to the Hollywood Reservoir and takes out a few bad guys, then steals a hover car to go to Deng Huang's hideout at DH Enterprises. Meanwhile, sorry, had to point that out. Yeah, another Yeah, it is another action God, scene. The Deng Wang. Who who thought that name was a good idea? I I don't know, but these names are really hard to say when you read them out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they are i'm like i give up i'm just saying them however they come out of my mouth i yeah. guess uh, <laughs> oh man they're just they're fantastic yeah I, I, i'm pretty Why? sure that like half of your uh check page is just checks at this point right tom oh yeah 
It's just full. Oh, I have a lot. Yeah, I have a yep. lot. It's a lot of checks. <laughs> it's going to take a while to count them all up. Yep, you've got another one here coming up. I can't Meanwhile, wait. Meanwhile, Karen struggles against her captors, and Dang Huang gloats about how he's going to kill everyone, including Karen and Blade Hunter. <laughs> he does actually do that. Uh, check, check. <laughs> Check. And check. How many check? Yeah, yeah, check. Okay, yeah. One check per baha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. You're not wrong. <laughs> Blade arrives at DH Enterprises in the stolen hover car. The receptionist there recognizes him from their school days, and after a bit of flirting, he asks her to open up the security room for him. She's reluctant to do it, but Blade's able to talk her into it, despite risking her job. Wait, wait, Unless wait. There were, there were high school. Friends? Uh, I I was I was thinking it was like I don't know high school I, I don't know like certificate I don't know what they've got in like the, dystopian L A as far the, as school goes but she does <laughs> she does mention that they took classes together Oh God how did I miss that I don't know how did you miss that? <laughs> I went through that conversation like a dozen times How did I miss that Fuck I don't know I mean she just says it pretty explicitly Apparently what we're learning is that Chandler was asleep at the wheels. Okay. <laughs> TLDR need the combination to get through this conversation. <laughs> so that's how it plays out in the DOS version of the game. But if you're playing the Sega CD version, you can actually douse her with this laughing gas spray to knock her out. And it's a travesty that it's not in the DOS version of the game. <laughs> Only in the Sega CD version. And it's absolutely hilarious because she starts laughing uncontrollably. Like, everything's really silly. So it's, like, really funny. And then she just collapses. And Blade's like, cool, okay, time to, like, break into security. <laughs> oh my god it's I, great i would have tried that but uh yeah i only yeah, played the DOS it's version. not yeah it's only in the dos version or the sega oh, cd sega One, yeah yeah i watched the sega cd version that's how no so. gotcha. <laughs> i tried to do it in the dos version it wouldn't work and then i had to look up why isn't this working it's <laughs> game sorry and i'm like that's sad that's bullshit yeah <laughs> that's that, that makes you can't even use it anywhere trust me yeah. i tried it's one of those objects that's just in the game that you can't use <laughs> yeah yep. that and your medical kit it just says yep. your old friend and yeah yep yep you, you'll never use that medical kit. you never use it it's just there for some reason i don't know and oh god i'll get there in a minute we'll talk about the other stuff that you can't use when we get to the critique session but section but uh yes <laughs> once inside the security room blade turns off all the systems but it's a race against time to get karen he finds her strapped to a sinister machine. He frees her, and then they attempt to make their escape, only to come upon a ritual room in which Deng Huang transforms himself into the wait, dragon Bahumat. Wait, wait, before oh we continue God. on, was Karen on something with a countdown timer? Yup. A check. A check. A yeah. big 80s check mark right here. Yeah. I, just I, had to I point can't that make out. these things any bigger, but I feel like I, w I, I wish that I could make this like it's an like extra metaphorically big check. a big check mark. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just had to point that out because yeah, she is definitely on a timer, and that is a situation where you can just let her die and continue on with the game. Oh yeah, you can totally fuck up, and she. Oh die. wait, she doesn't even matter. Nope. <laughs> it is not a fail uh, state if she dies. It's not a fail state if she dies, which was a surprise, honestly. Yeah. I'm obviously going for the good ending here in my story synopsis. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you're no fun. <laughs> no, I'm not. Not any fun at all. 
it, it has to be an 80s action movie with a happy ending you know like yeah it just feels <laughs> wrong if you do it the other way it feels wrong if you if the you know the dude doesn't get with the girl at the end you know what i mean like <laughs> i mean yeah remember we said oh, some parts don't age as well and yes the, yeah. the quote-unquote good ending is probably one of them i feel yeah <laughs> so uh yeah deng huang transforms himself into the dragon bahumat Blade fights his way through the baddies in the room. Another action another, scene? In another action scene? Uh, to get to Deng Huang, or Bakumat, as he is now. And then he fights the dragon and takes him out without being cut into a thousand tiny pieces. Blade and Karen leave Good. the building after Huang's defeat and find the mayor and the police waiting outside. Blade yells at the mayor for not being upfront with him about the situation and putting Karen's life in danger, not to mention his own. The mayor gives some self-righteous reply about sacrificing two people to save 14 million and being able to live with that decision. Blade belts him in the mouth. Then he and Karen walk off into the sunset happily ever after for now. The yeah. end. Uh, check, check, and uh, check. <laughs> Yeah, that one's like at least four. <laughs> like eight. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So there's there's uh, some other ways to end this game. One, My personal favorite is what I like to call the two candy bar pistol no Jake run. Um, <laughs> so first of all, you can fuck up and never actually get a rifle because you fuck up the negotiation with the mayor and then you never save the Jake who gives you another rifle in case you didn't have one. Yes, instead of doing that action scene, you can just go directly to the reservoir, shoot some people, and take the hover car. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then, yeah, if you don't bribe the uh, the Jake or the bodyguards with chocolate, you just end up with two chocolate bars at the end of the game, uh, which I find hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why, but the idea of blade just hoarding chocolate like a fucking madman makes me laugh hysterically <laughs> it's expensive stuff man and yeah. there's one for him and one for karen at the very end when they walk off into the sunset oh fuck that i oh like there you die go and just go home with two candy bars <laughs> damn this just took a turn for the worse <laughs> so one of my favorite bits to, yeah. to take care of karen and save her instead of letting yeah. her die yeah but yeah anyway sorry for interrupting sorry about that um i was just gonna say one of my favorite things of bits in the game that are useless and don't actually do anything is the uh the rock that the old chinese man gives you chung lee uh he gives you this rock and i thought you know maybe i should give it to karen because i figured the 80 tropes are so strong she's gonna get kidnapped uh so i gave it to her and she's like wow blade it's so beautiful thank you and blade's like uh yeah i thought you'd like it oh shit i hope i don't need that later um <laughs> and no blade doesn't need it later at all and in fact neither does karen it does absolutely nothing it's, it's just a, a pretty placebo. rock yeah that is amazing. It's just a pretty rock. Because I thought that was going to be one of those, like, fail state things. Like, you didn't do this now, so she's going to die later. Like, yeah, right. Lameo, the dragon's going to try to kill her, but she needs the stone to be Satan now. No, there are so many <laughs> hanging points in this game where it just doesn't resolve it. And it is glorious for that. Like, um, oh, yeah, you don't, you didn't save the Jake. You just went directly to the reservoir. Okay, we're never going to address that again. <laughs> yep, we just forget it. It's no problem. Yeah. 
Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, man, that one made me laugh so much. I was like, oh, wait, this meanwhile says that there's shit at the reservoir. Uh, Okay, I'm going to actually just save here and try and go to the reservoir right now. Bye, Jake. Bye. (laughs) And the game doesn't stop you. you. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I think that's a good segue to talk about the action sequences. Oh, God, yes. Okay, so first of all, let me just put this out of the way right now. Uh, fuck the controls. They yeah, are fuck that. really bad. Keep in mind, this is during the experimental phase of platformers on the PC. You have QWE to, uh, let's see, move up to the left, st- uh, just stand up, and then move up to the right. A, S, and D. A to move left. S to do your action, which is shoot typically and d to move right z x and c Mm -hmm. is to crouch and move to the left crouch and crouch and move to the right now what do you think jump is space bar space bar no no that's that's your shoot again try again shift no no that's far too convenient try tab enter what yeah (laughs) And there's no sense you have to go of... to the entirely other side of the the keyboard for no reason. You have to let go of your mouse. And press Wait, enter. is the mouse useful at all? Yes. It's a point and click. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you're using your mouse. So you have to let go of the mouse, hit enter, and go back to the mouse every time you need to jump. Well, it, you can do the entire action scene without having any mouse whatsoever. Yep, it's all keyboard controls. Yeah. Huh. So they're just like, fuck it. We're just going to make it like this. Yeah. So... You know how enter is your thing? Well, you can press enter and he'll jump like equivalent to his the bottom of his feet hitting the top of his head, right? Which is a big jump, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you hit uh, Q, W, or E while pressing enter, you, and the game manual says this, leap, which means you are now making every basketball player insanely jealous because you jump from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen. (laughs) And I'm not even joking about that. You are jumping like three or four people high in the most ridiculous way possible. He looks like he's about to sit down on the crapper with his hands out forward. (laughs) And he's just jumping, just, just going all for it. I love it. That's fantastic. It seems really useful, you know, to have insane, you know, physics like that in a game that is relatively serious by the sounds of it, other than the jokes. Yeah, like when I finally, finally figured out how to do this, I couldn't help but cackle maniacally. Like, why is this dude jumping off the screen? (laughs) Because I I was uh, (laughs) trying to jump off of a platform, which was like somewhere in the middle. And my first leap, I just see the bottom of his shoes at the top of the screen. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is going on here? Yeah, they don't explain how Blade can jump like NBA people make him him look like little toddlers. Like, seriously. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so the action scenes are like that. They are hilarious. Um, You have a lot of health and you shoot people. If there is one tiny circumstance at the end of each level where you can melee somebody. And if you decide to save the Jake, 
you can actually melee the snake out. God, that is so stupid. (laughs) That sentence just made my brain hurt. (laughs) But you can melee him out, which is hilarious because it's kind of like a Punch and Judy slap fight sort of thing. And it looks exactly like that. Just paper dolls smacking each other. And yeah, that's the like one place where the artwork kind of fails. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So that's the one action scene. The other action scene is the first person shooter section at the reservoir. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, those like hunting games where you're just things wander into the screen and then you shoot them. You're talking like Oregon Trail. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 That scene can go to hell. Um. <laughs> See, I had way more luck with the reservoir shootout than the other two action, action sequence. I couldn't finish the other two at all. Oh, the- but I was able to get through the uh, first person shoot 'em up, the, like boom, boom, boom oh, thing. I saved you a lot of headache though, because <laughs> how do you equip a gun? The, the gun, the, you know, that gun that you had when you were in the action scene just before this that was automatically there well you have a gun in your inventory did you take the gun out and try and aim it at people no no you don't do that and you just throw it on the ground if you try that because apparently blade has no concept of you know automatically equipping a gun so do you like backspace it or something like that in the inventory so you get that red square around it so you can use it no you don't do that. Oh, no. This this brings up one point that I have to actually back up for. So at the very <laughs> beginning of the game, you start naked, which is probably the best fail state ever. Um, you can just walk right out of Blade's apartment and just right onto the subway, and you get busted. It's like, you're in your birthday suit. You're in, you're going to jail. And then that's, your, <laughs> that's the end of the game for you. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah. That's so, it. How do you think you put on clothes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you pick up your clothes, right? Yeah. You, they're in your inventory now. Oh, well, you got clothes, right? You're good. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no you're not. There's a picture of a Blade. If you right-click on the inventory, if you left-click, you just see your inventory. So they have two separate inventory things. Don't oh, ask me why. But if you right-click on the inventory, it shows Blade on the far right side. Okay. You drag your clothes onto Blade, and it shows like an animation of him tucking in his shirt after he puts all the clothes on, right? Which is cool. Really cool. And then like you throw his jacket (laughs) on. And before, um, when you talk to Mr. I-don't-know-Hollywood in the alleyway, yet I know DuPont, what what you can put your uh, (laughs) tactical vest on that way too right so it's used like three or four times throughout the game okay yeah you have to tell blade to hold his gun just like that and everything's click and drag like there's no click and you pick it up you have to drag it into your inventory and everything's click and drag like there's no click and you pick it up you have to drag it into your inventory yeah. It's all the same, and it's just really unintuitive in the extreme. <laughs> I agree and disagree with that at the same time. 
(laughs) There's a justification for it, because... Okay, well, I mean, I start the game, and I spend, like, the first 20 minutes trying to play, trying to figure out how the fuck to get dressed. I can see (laughs) what fuck am I supposed to put them on. And when I finally get them in my inventory, like, really? Every click and drag? Like, what the hell is this? And then I have to spend another 10 minutes to try and figure out how to put my fucking on. Yeah. Like, it's unintuitive. (laughs) It is very hostile. So you guys have way more patience than I do. Oh god, uh, no. I quit. I'll be honest. Like, the, like struggling that first little bit. Like, I, I the game, yeah. and I was like, I, I'm not. I, I don't have time for this. I might never <laughs> finish it. I, uh, I, I'll be honest. It took me like three tries before I actually sat down and went through with a walkthrough. Um, yeah, but yeah, the the controls are just god awful. But because of that, and because you're this hard-boiled private eye kind of character the act of dragging shit into your inventory at the bottom right of the screen kind of feels like you're just jamming it into your trench coat which i thought was kind (laughs) of a fun flavor almost yeah if you don't know click and drag is a thing for inventory oh god this game is horrible (laughs) pain yeah, like, this is a game I remember playing when I was, like, I don't know, six. And I remember the first fail state of where you go into the subway and you immediately get arrested for running out naked. And that was the only thing I remember about this game until we pl- uh, decided to, you know, make this a game that we're going to talk about. So, yeah, I was like, oh, it's that game where you get arrested for being naked. <laughs> that's a that's a savage adventure game kind of idea uh, yeah um, yeah it is yeah oh yeah. my god i mean the, the humor you're right the humor is pretty fucking hilarious right yeah this game has some great humor but yeah the the inventory is horrible that's i literally spent 20 minutes at that reservoir trying to figure out how to get blade to use his own gun Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> You know, when it takes that long to figure out how to equip a single item, you know that somebody along the way just did a truly horrendous job. Yeah. Um, with some programming there. Or not not even programming. Just layout. It could have been resolved a lot easier if it didn't have two inventories. Like, that's all it would have taken. Like, oh. It didn't have what? Like, it has a quote-unquote quick inventory, which is not any faster, so far as I can tell. And then it has the regular inventory where it shows Blade on the right-hand side. If they just had Blade on the right-hand side all the time, it would kind of be a cue, like, oh, maybe I should put it on him. But Yeah, I would have absolutely figured it out faster that way. Yeah, like you see Blade naked. Oh, maybe if I click and drag these clothes onto him, it would have been a lot better. But yeah, no. sort of like how you like combine things in your inventory in other games. Like it would have been more intuitive that way to be like, oh, well, maybe I have to just like use clothes on Blade. Yeah, that would have made sense. And then sense. he'd wear them. Use gun on Blade. Like, <laughs> no, you you made him shoot himself in the head. Game over. Oh, no. oh what the game shit, over. game. The <laughs> end. That's that's not in the game, but I would expect something like that from Sierra. Yeah. Who, owned dynamics that was something i forgot to mention does this feel like a sierra game absolutely yeah (laughs) it feels very much in that vein yes 
So yeah, the the inventory is god awful. The controls and the action scenes are god awful. But despite that, it's actually like that's kind of what makes it fun, though. Yeah, like the controls are so bad, it's hilarious, and blade <laughs> jumping an entire screen height is just solid fucking gold. Like his leap and like the animation of him in midair is like he's got to take a dump and he's trying not to let it out. <laughs> it is great oh my god this game has made me laugh so much because of the unintentionally bad mechanics and i'll be honest the humor on it is pretty good too like if you go back and talk to the uh, flower lady after you buy flowers obviously the game developers don't want you to buy more flowers right so yeah they have an in-world explanation on why she stops buying flower or why she can't sell you any flowers anymore it is glorious she's like new age hippie kind of thing Uh you need your chakras uh, balanced and crap like that right well after she sells you flowers and you talk to her again she's like oh i don't sell flowers anymore i couldn't imagine or i couldn't take handle myself killing plants for the enjoyment of humans or something like that. and this is after you've bought a shitload of flowers yeah you bought a fucking dozen roses from her and now she's like oh 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 Maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> like, That's great. That part made me laugh too, because it's like, oh boy, oh this is this, this is I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and it's like an in-world explanation of a mechanic, which is solid gold. What were you? By the way, because I don't think I brought it up, uh, I I counted up all of the uh, the oh, strikes God. or checks against this game, and uh, there's a nice even round forty. So happy. That's a really good number. Oh, that makes me good. It would only be better if it were sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I'm sure that well, I was lost being over very so kind. Even number. It's even. It's round. It's it's got an even I, number I, at the front. Oh, it's so good. I uh, I was definitely being very very kind to uh, to it, and there was a lot of things where it's like, <laughs> should I? Uh, uh, you know, no, no, I can't do it every single time Devin says a word, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be f- perfectly fair, we glossed over some things in there that are well Oh, yeah, I mean, that's just what I counted oh, yeah. up from your descriptions. I mean, I imagine if I played the game, that number would probably quintuple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, when I was typing up this the the synopsis summary thing, I tried to do a version that was like pretty clean and just kind of concise, but it didn't do the game justice, and right. it just felt uh, so. I'm like, okay, I got to go back through and type out almost literally everything in the yeah. game because otherwise, y'all ain't gonna understand. <laughs> Oh, how over the top this game is. Yeah, just how very 80s this game is, and how very strange. Well, and also, like, how you can literally miss things, and it doesn't really matter that well, but it's like, it makes more sense. Like, for example, if you go back to the Jake, and then, you know, kind of bribe him a bit, and then he comes up later, like, as a recurring character, like, narratively... Yeah. That's pretty nice, but you don't have to do that. You can miss that. You you, you can, can keep not those even go back and you can keep the chocolate bars. Like you don't even have to go to go back and talk to him again. You know, like so if you make it through the negotiation with the mayor, like um, for example, the mayor's like, okay, well, you need to go take out the guy and, and take care of this and destroy their whole operation. And Blade's like, fuck this. I don't have to do anything you tell me to do. 
you know, fuck you guys. And he's like about to leave. And the mayor's like, no, 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 we can talk this out. Let's talk this out. How about I give a pass to the police armory? And Blade's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I got that. I guess I'll do that for you then. Well, <laughs> yeah, like you didn't even really talk about the secretary at the city hall. No, I didn't. Building. And this is one of the things that annoyed the shit out of me. Like, okay, we have Bahumat, uh, the Chang dude, as the main villain, right? No, yeah. no, it's that secretary. That home wrecking <laughs> secretary. She's the worst character in this game. <laughs> and it's not for anything like major. Like, yes, she's like, mm, I'm one of those secretaries that spends all day painting my nails, sort of thing, right? And she's yeah. apparently got the hots for uh, Blade because apparently, like, every time he comes in, she's hitting on him, right? Yeah. Oh my god, this was the one place that I actively started looking for uses for the mace in his medicine cabinet. Because <laughs> Jenny, the secretary, is one of the most obnoxious characters. You can't do anything in the city hall without walking by her and having to interact with this woman who is like, I am going to jump on you unless you pound me away with a stick. Like, that's the personality oh they gave her, right? Uh huh. Oh boy. There was a whole lot of frustration with her. I can deal with bad controls. I yeah. can deal yeah, with yeah. a nonsense 80s plot. But her, she is the worst character in this game. <laughs> the fact that I hate her so much is kind of telling. It almost became like an enjoyable hatred. Because it's like, oh, now I'm going to try and mace you. I'm going to try and shoot you with the pistol. Oh, I got this AK. <laughs> I'm going to try and shoot you with it. <laughs> I, I, I tried a lot. I'll be honest. She's the only one that I really tried to kill on multiple times. Because, <laughs> like, okay, she's annoying, right? And then yeah. Karen gets abducted. And you go back, and you're in the city hall. And then you try talking to her again because you're like, okay, whatever. I'm i gotta get some information or whatever oh don't talk to me now i'm painting my nails what oh my god what you have been literally dry humping my leg every time i come in and now you're too busy to even talk to me Ooh, salt Ooh, so much salt and the only reason that like i put any thought into this is because in the dos version she's got this weird low res face when you yeah. uh, first walk into the area that looks like she's wearing a gas mask so i was like oh, yeah there's got to be some importance of this secretary right no <laughs> no i've seen this i've seen this they shared it on uh, on the group for for those of you in the audio medium and they can't see this photo but yeah it's really weird it's like there's just like this green like she has like green glowing eyes and like it's the resolution's bad so i mean i can't totally blame it but still it looks very wrong and strange it's like is that an alien or is she wearing a gas mask i mean it's not very clear that she's a she at all yeah, it just kind of <laughs> looks like somebody's behind a desk wearing a gas mask <laughs> with green glowing eyes for yeah. no reason well, it looks like a great war secretary on the front line yep uh, yep it is yeah that was like the initial like strange attractor it was like what 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 is going on with this this person and then her personality was like ooh toxic kind of thing and 
yeah. yeah. Apparently, my irrational brain was like, "Ah, I'm having none of this." Uh-uh. <laughs> she has to be pushed away with vicious force. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I I didn't do any exploration on you know stringing her along as a '80s action hero does. Yeah, she's the worst character ever. Um. <laughs> anyway, I, I've. I feel like I've ranted enough about that. That did you have any impression about that, Devin? Uh, well, I mean, my impression was just sort of you know the kind of expected misogyny of like not only '80s tropes but maybe the time itself. Sure. That she's she's just set up as this like oh yeah I'm super after you blah and then after the game has no use for her at all. It's just back to being oh don't bother me I'm doing my nails. So oh, I didn't find it nearly as annoying as you did i mean that level i was just more like well here's another trope with a female character who's like a complete bimbo and super after the you know white straight male protagonist (laughs) like you know (laughs) and then as soon as the game has no use for her functionally because functionally she's the gatekeeper for the mayor that you have to talk her into letting you in to see the mayor halfway through the game um It was interesting flavor that when you walked in, she would greet you. And when you said, oh, I need to go see Karen, right? Uh, That she'd be like, oh, okay, Uh, all the good ones are taken. You know, it was like, okay, that's, you know, when you walk into a building, the receptionist usually greets you. So that's an interesting function. But, I mean, her character wise, it's like, I didn't like her character, but her character was like straight up, you know, oh, this is real. This is real sexist. (laughs) i mean it's part of the trope as well like you know you would expect it there because tropes but i mean it's still sexist and that was kind of where i was at 80s action movie like no 80s action movie is complete without rampant sexism that's that's just true yeah it's true but it's it's part of the experience (laughs) here's the here's kind of the thing though like there's the other secretary that you try and woo right the, the one yeah. you had classes with, uh, Lorraine. She, I didn't have an issue with. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I know you from somewhere. It's like, hey, yeah, uh, I'm well, think actually about this it. dude. And yeah, I, I need to get in there. Can you help me out? And then, like, it's okay. Think about this, though, Chandler. Think about this in the way these two characters are set up. They're both functionally the same. They're gatekeepers for something that you, the player, needs to get to. You, the player, may not be a straight white 80s protagonist but you inconceivable (laughs) but uh you chandler uh i'm gonna call you on this a little bit is that you are a dude you just also happen to be white and maybe straight but but, uh as far as you i know know you're white (laughs) your hair color only white comes with that hair color naturally (laughs) (laughs) thanks But uh, yeah. but but think about it this way, is that what happens with Jenny is that you don't have any use for her and she's annoying. She bothers you. She's coming on to you. You don't want to do that. You want to play the game. But then when you want something from her, she doesn't put out. She just says, leave me alone. And that <laughs> pisses the fuck out of you because when you oh, don't yeah. want to be bothered, she's bothering you. But when you want to bother her, she doesn't want to be bothered. As opposed to Lorraine, who is completely willing and open to give you what you want. Like, she re- she replies favorably to your flirting, which you're using as a tool to get to what you need to do 
Which um, and then that trope. and she just falls into the thing. So like what you're describing is she wasn't annoying because she was doing what you wanted. But, oh, but he, oh, and Here's Jenny does like, not do what you're wanting. And I'm not saying that that's like all, all men who play this are going to feel this way. They might not. Oh, no, no, play no. this way. Like, Non-binary friends might play it and feel that way, too, because the tropes are set up that way. And they are like they are coded like culturally that this is annoying. This woman is coming on to me and I don't want her to. Or, you know, this woman isn't talking to me and I need to talk to her. But, oh, well, this woman's like being really, you know, open and accepting. And like she's like, you know, into me and she's going to do what I want her to do. And we're kind of culturally coded, generally speaking, that you know, we're disfavorable to one and favorable to the other. And so that's kind of what I see you describing is that you didn't have a problem with Lorraine because she was doing what you wanted. I know. I, if there was another option <laughs> to not hit on Lorraine and still get in there, I tried there. There was only one option there. Oh no. But, I'm, well, I'm just pointing out the fact that the way you're reacting to these characters slash these tropes, that's what's happening is that this woman's annoying you. This one's not. And yeah. It's set up that way where one is going to be annoying and the other one's not specifically. And it feels a little weird because they're both women, right? It's not like there's a male secretary here that you're like, oh God, I can't believe that he's just being such an asshole. It's like, you know, everything to do with Jenny is very coded female and annoying. Okay. To be perfectly fair, I was annoyed with Jenny like from the get go and I have no rational reason why. She's just a character in this game. But the first interaction with her is the most obnoxious that I've ever had. Because, like, when you go to the Pleasure Dome, you can talk to a hooker there. And she hits on you very much like Jenny does. And but she's a hooker, Chandler. A different context. The hooker you expect to come on to you and flirt because she's a hooker. This woman is a professional. She shouldn't be coming on to you behind this desk. And she comes on really strong. I mean, like, her dialogue admittedly is like, whoa, man, like, she's definitely like... <laughs> you have some uh, restraining orders on you, don't you? <laughs> yeah, she's, she comes on real strong. It, At least to me, the way I read it is it wasn't just, like, playful banter. It was like, she's like, dude, you're so hot. I want to get in your pants right now. Let's do it right on this desk. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a girlfriend you may or may not know this <laughs> Even if and i say may or may not because it's not clear how long you know blade and karen have been dating so maybe she doesn't know but but again it's the context that in this context jenny is not supposed to come on to you only you are supposed to come on to her when you want to as opposed to a hooker who you expect to come on to you because she's a hooker she's looking to you know get money for sex that's really mean to call her a hooker she's a sex worker we're respectful here um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think she actually describes herself as a hooker or something. She does, but again, like, how many women went into writing this game, do you think? I didn't check the credits. <laughs> also, you know, hello, another 80s trope. But anyway. Yeah. Also, uh, another check, check 80s. And a double check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the woman posing as a man, posing as a woman at the card table. Oh, God. Yeah. So, there's a. There's a few interesting things in the Pleasure Dome, and actually a really funny, another misogynist kind of moment. If you go back and try to talk to Jenny, like you're role-playing your character, and you just walk back in and are like, hey, Karen, how are you doing? There's a dude with long hair there, and (laughs) your blade's like, oh man, I should cut that out before I'm called Switchblade. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and that yeah. was something I missed when I played the game. I didn't go back to see if Karen would be there, um, which I should have thought to do because I should have thought, oh, they're gonna like use the same background, right? Like they wouldn't have put time in to put a background where Karen's not there. And sure enough. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> turns out it's just a dude there, and then there's this really homophobic comment. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was very homophobic. Uh, that being said, in the '80s as fuck context, that's pretty funny. But it is very, very homophobic. It's extremely homophobic. It's yeah. Well, I think I think it's acceptable to look back on old '80s things and laugh at how unbelievably bad they are for these reasons. You know, as long as you're not laughing like ha ha ha, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's like you go, cringe oh, laugh. wow, that made me uncomfortable. It's like cringe laugh versus, you know. Right. Yeah, like yeah. actually earnest laughing. Exactly. That was, uh, yeah. it's, it's not, ooh, that's it, right. That is that is how people talked back then. That's yeah. I've forgotten. About that. Yeah, it's it's not the unadulterated joy of watching him launch himself all the way over the screen because you know apparently white guys can jump in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sorry, I can't get over that. That was the most absurd thing I've seen in this game. Which is saying something, because this game has some pretty funny moments. Like, here's a bunch of useless stuff, and a bulletproof vest. <laughs> like, what? Why, why, <laughs> why do you know DuPont, but you don't know the Hollywood sign? Yeah, <laughs> living in LA, Kevlar dude. as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's some funny inconsistencies here. It's pretty great. Yeah, you're probably absolutely right about my unadulterated hatred for Jenny, but still, oof, she's the true villain of this <laughs> story. For no reason other than she's just super obnoxious at every interaction. <laughs> right. I think by design, but still. Uh, oh, did I have anything else to rant about? Uh, I think we covered everything that I wanted to talk about, basically. Uh, I didn't think the story... W I mean, besides being tropey as hell and super 80s, like I didn't think the story was actually too bad. Uh, oh, yeah. Because it was very, you know, 80s. You know, sure. it was just sort of like, uh, and I, and, and for, for the most part, once you figure out how to play the game, I mean, it's put together pretty well. Um, I think like, you know, there are like the controls being bollocks and, you know, Oof. the click and drag thing is really weird, but uh, I think, you know, and there is like a little bit of a learning curve without a walkthrough, like what the hell am I supposed to do? But for the most part, you kind of figure it out. Like as you get clues. Oh, the only thing we didn't talk about is the time advancement mechanic. Oh yes, because so basically, what happens is is the the big action of the plot, which is the big end finale, has to happen on a certain day because of the prophecy. So you start like four days ahead of time, and as the game progresses, you can skip ahead in time if you don't have anything to do. Like if you've hmm. done everything you can, you could skip ahead and then go to bed, then wake up the next day. And this is really interesting because it like it's an interesting mechanic because i mean yeah like it's not like railroading you through by you've chosen a mechanic like you've, you've chosen to do these things and then oh you've completed all of these things so we're going to move you to the next day it's no you've done all these things and then you have to decide well have i done everything i can possibly do and then you start advancing time uh, and because of this time mechanic, like, it's important when you set your date with Karen at the very beginning, uh, you can totally miss that date. For example, <laughs> if you're in Chen Lu's apartment, uh, if you stay there too long, the police will arrive and arrest you as a suspicious person, thinking that oh, you man. broke in. 
Uh, so then if you're in jail, you miss your date, and then Karen's super pissed with you, right? Like, this yeah. causes other issues. But if you get out in time and you go to the date, like, this, could, you know, contributes to, you know, uh, I guess narratively that you become invested in Blade and Karen's relationship. That, you know, he'd be a fool to mess it up with this girl. Like, wow, I need to stop being an idiot kind of thing. It's like, yeah, Blade, you need to stop being an idiot, you know, and be good to her, right? Because... You're not an asshole. Deep down, we're sure. Like, wow, uh, you know that's sort of thing. He's absolutely an asshole the way I played him. <laughs> yeah, but you can absolutely fucking miss the date. So one of the things that they do, and why this is like interesting, but also what the fuck, is because if you do things fast enough, especially if you're using a walkthrough and you're just doing what you need to do pretty quickly, you end up with like a whole day where you or can't two. do anything or two it, yeah. d- it depends on how quickly you do it but you basically end up with at least a full day and it looks like they gave you four days instead of three the developers because they wanted to give players that extra time in case you did things slowly or you screwed up or you know the timing wasn't right like, like you know in an earlier day they wanted to give you that extra time to be able to complete things so that then you could still get to the finale on time uh but what's weird about it is is if it quickly uh karen's kidnapped and then blade just hangs around his apartment for a full day or two <laughs> or two because yeah. you or or one and a half because you literally cannot do anything yeah um if you've done everything up until that point that karen's kidnapped you can't do anything until what the fourth of august or whatever it is yeah august 4th. i think it's like, yes august 4th so like you literally cannot do anything until Day, so you just have to hang around your apartment until that day arrives. And it's like the weirdest, most immersion-breaking thing, because You're it's like, like well, d- dude, what? Do <laughs> my, my girlfriend's My girlfriend's been kidnapped. That's ah, fine, I'll take a nap. Yeah. And that was the exact point in the, in the game where I ended up wandering around finding, honestly, some of the most funny nuggets of humor they have in there of like, the flower lady that realizes that she doesn't want to uh, harm flowers to sell to people anymore. And the Jake having a panic attack, like, Oh God, you're here again. Why are you here? Um, and Jenny don't, I got to paint my nails now sort of thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's an opportunity to like really just kind of immerse yourself in the world. But yeah, you're just stuck there, and it feels really odd as a mechanic because you, you expect to do more. And maybe if yeah. it was like without a walkthrough, and you're just sitting there for like I don't know, like three, four hours. Like let's say you got it a little slow, and you ended up finishing everything off on the third, and you got the notification the third evening. Then it kind of makes sense because I'm like you have yeah. a day to kind of panic and build up that tension, but. Yeah. Well, because also if you, because time advances as you play, so like as you travel places, time passes. So if you're kind of stuck and you're wandering around town for a full day trying to figure out what the next thing to do is, like you might want that extra time before the fourth because time is advancing. So you'll like end that day and you might not be as far along as, you know, someone walk through or other players might be. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, but I feel like for, kind of a balancing thing it if i were to implement something like this the time would have a point where the story would advance regardless of where you are in the day cycle yeah i agree yeah like if you've completed everything up until that point it should just advance you to the finale if you've done everything and 
that would feel a lot better but honestly that's a minor complaint of that mechanic okay so they didn't balance for that also it's not explained at all you just have to like stumble into the mechanic for waiting like (laughs) yeah this is definitely one of those games where you had to read the manual before you played otherwise you wouldn't know what the hell's going on and even in the manual they have like a walk through on getting your clothes and your gun and then going to the city hall <laughs> yeah i thought that was funny yeah so even they <laughs> knew like, that wow. there was some training that needed to happen but they couldn't fit it in the game that's uh rise of the dragon uh i personally highly recommend it it is a hilarious romp through 80s cyberpunk dystopia and i'll put quotes around dystopia for those who can't see my invisible fingers final thoughts uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a pretty fun game. I'd recommend if you have a chance to play it, to give it a try if you like that sort of thing. I thought it was pretty fun. Oh, absolutely. And, and the music is really good, oh though God. it's better in the Sega CD version. Oh, God. Yeah, the music was... Also, the voice acting the voice acting in the Sega CD version is really great. So if you have an opportunity to play the Sega CD version, I would almost recommend that more because the music and the voice acting. Yeah, the, the colors are a little <laughs> off, but honestly there's so much better stuff there that yeah it's almost the, worth the voice it. acting just really makes up for it it's great yeah then you don't even have to talk to lorraine you can just spray her in the face in one way so what do you think of this game tom from our di- horrible description or at least my horrible description it sounds awesome i i, I don't know if i would like Again, it's not really my style of game to play, but I could totally see sitting down and watching one of you play it and having a really good time. Oh, yeah. There's enough There's enough humor and there's enough, I don't know, shenanigans going on to hold your attention. Yeah, that sounds like a good time, even if some of it hasn't aged all that well. Yeah, and <laughs> as long as you're okay with all the tropes and, you know, 80s misogyny, it's pretty good romp. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, you know, like if you're going to watch an 80s movie, it, it has to be a little misogynistic or else it's not a real 80s movie, honestly. You know? <laughs> Let me be more specific. 80s action movie. There yes. we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, there's we'll plenty of that. movies in the 80s. Well, there's a few. There's a few 80s movies without misogyny. <laughs> but Honestly, this kind of just reminded me of my childhood in a game. <laughs> right. <laughs> really? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. It, it was a more uh, innocent time where the threat of getting gassed to death by these weird acid tabs that you slapped on your skin didn't, didn't really seem that bad. Right. <laughs> As opposed to the grim dark that we see when, when 2001 rolls around. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is gloriously colored. Okay, well, that's about it. Where can we find everybody? Plugs, they're very important. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Lady Marowith. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I make <laughs> bad game jokes and programming jokes. So, yeah, you can argue with me about 80s tropes, too, I suppose. Um, and how about you, Tom? Uh, you can find me on pretty much just Instagram. I theoretically will... I, I've been meaning to make a Twitter, so that might come soon. And if it does, it'll be under the same name, uh, which is Tamakaze, but misspelled. So it's T-O-M-A-K-Z-E. And I I don't have a lot of video game content. I have a little bit of D&D content, and I have... It's, it's mostly 
car audio stuff. So not even remotely related to anything that we're talking about today. <laughs> remote start. Uh, uh, there's a few remote start stuff on there. There's some pretty lights and stuff installed in boxes, like subwoofer boxes. <laughs> that's what you Yeah, do. that's about all I got. That's, <laughs> that's what I do. That's yeah, that's what, what I do. do. <laughs> okay, well... Uh... Thank you for joining us. Uh, once again, this is the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>